stop trying to relate. Like, oh, I understand. And then, no, I don't need your relatability. Mm-hmm. I need your comprehension. Yeah. I need your acknowledgement to my plight. It will never be the same. I'm Kate Lundquist, and I love to celebrate humanity and unique perspectives from all walks of life. Listen in, learn, and grow as my friends and I share about our rides on life's crazy roller coaster. Welcome to Kate Had Me Meet. Shaniqua Edwards is a businesswoman who has a bold take it or leave it personality. Join us as we discuss her leap from a regular nine to five job to building her own marketing business from scratch. We also touch on imposter syndrome, our mental and emotional roadblocks in business, what it's like to be black in white spaces, and steps people can take to further their understanding about race. Listeners, here is Shaniqua. I think how I met you was probably through Brianna Edwards. Yes. Yep. And because I, when I came down, I went to a black owned business fair and then we connected on social and then I'm sure I'm guessing that's how I got to know. Cause I don't yeah. know how you and I got connected. <laughs> I was telling her about this and she was like, how you know Kate? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, no I was like, but I love her. I don't know. I love her. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. She just showed up on my social media. <laughs> I don't know. She's dope. No. <laughs> Thank Seriously, you. Seriously, no problem. I don't like to be a stranger, and I really enjoy knowing great people. So I was drawn to you. Thank you. Manifold. So, um, and what I like about you is that you're obviously passionate about highlighting other people. I love how you just, you share. I love how you're just so authentically yourself. Um, and, and yeah, and I just want to know, and, and I'm also in business as well. So I'm just fascinated by like your shirt, even ask me about my black owned business. Yes. And so you have one and then you also help other people. So I'm really excited to learn from you and hear about you. And, um, yeah, your life, your business, whatever you want to share. I'm excited to hear your perspective and everything that you can know or that you know about and can offer us. So um, first of all, just tell me about you and what you do, where you're from, whatever you want to share around that. Okay. I'm from Minneapolis. I am a single mom of three. Uh, of course, I own Miss Nick Marketing. Um, and really, I'm just trying to live my best life. You know, I feel like for so long, I've, I've had these successes, but I've never really accomplished anything. Mm. And so for me, my business is everything. Um, I'm not trying to lose my identity within my business. That's why it's so important for my business and my brand to be me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I do is unorthodox, you know, to a lot of people. And I like to operate out of that space. Mm. Do you feel like that's truer to who you are? Yes. Okay. So what I mean <laughs> is you don't want to become so consumed in what you're doing that it becomes who you are. Instead, you want to have this and then be able to just pour who you truly are into that. 100%. Yeah. 
Okay. And you said that it's unorthodox. So what do you do that is different or that's unique that you feel like is not typical? Well, for instance, I cuss like a sailor. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people will consider that unprofessional. And for me, I reiterate time and time again, I'm, I'm not the messenger for everybody. I'm not the company for everybody. I don't mind missing out on business if your energy does not resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you want to alter who I am, mm-hmm. because with everything, 100% you're going to get an authentic interaction. You're going to get amazing service and you're going to get me because I am my business. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like I have a best friend who was like, well, maybe you shouldn't like snap on them just yet. And I'm like, no, you won't, but I am because this is how I operate my business. And I don't want to present myself as someone else. And then you work with me long-term, you're like, whoa, Shanique was really about her shit. She's spicy. I'm spicy. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Take and it I away. embody that and own it, you know, and own that 100%. Um, and that's the main reason that I love being a business owner. I don't, I've already, I've always had an authority complex. And, you know, growing up, it's just like, wait, why can't you listen? Why can't you just do this? Why can't you just adhere to these kind of rules? And my father also owned businesses growing up my whole life. So I kind of subscribe to how he operates. And it's just like, we're not meant to be governed by other people. We're not meant to be told what to do. That's just not who I am. I don't shun anybody from working a nine to five. It's not for everybody. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Business ownership is not for everybody, but it's for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a couple of things there that I'm curious about, have there been times in your life where you've either been working, going to school, just being a neighbor, whatever, where you feel like you worked really hard to kind of fit into that mold or authority tried to make you fit into a mold and it just didn't work for you. So my neighborhood, mm-hmm. I live in a predominantly white neighborhood mm-hmm. in North Minneapolis at that. And, um, I'm one, go ahead. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yes, it's a thing. Like the higher in the numbers you get, okay. closer to the parkway, closer to North Memorial, it is it's real suburban-like. Okay. And um, so when I first moved into the neighborhood, I was like, dang, man, I didn't do enough research. I want to live around a lot of people that look like me. I also want to have a quiet neighborhood. I want balance. Um, and it's a lot of, like a lot of old white folks that live around me. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not disruptive by any means. I'm very conscious and cognizant of how my children and I operate. For the most part, you know, we follow rules, but you know, a lot of rules are created to oppress me in general and people that look like me. So there's some rules I'm not going to adhere to. Um, But for instance, we moved in in my house in March. I searched high and low. I saved so much money. I saved like $5,000 to move into this house. So I deserve to be here just like the next person. Um, And I'm not, I refuse to receive that you or, you know, my neighbors that I'm going to be disruptive because I'm like, I'm not going to receive that projection on me and my family. And even when I was moving in, my next door neighbor asked me, were my children obedient? And I I served her. I served her with the utmost sarcasm and shaniquiness that I could possibly serve her with while still trying to fit in. Yeah. Because I didn't want that right off the back. And I didn't want the stress that was associated with that. But I realized I was not being my true self living in my home. I was walking on eggshells just so these people around here would not deem me 
the troubled black neighbor. Um, so then we fast forward to the 4th of July. We're popping fireworks in my backyard, which is within my right, before 10 p.m. And my neighbor who I had gotten along with since we first moved in, they were so nice to me. Um, and my kids gave us a pool and everything else, masks and all kind of good stuff. That night, they came out of their house, super aggressive, came out with a bat, trying to tell me what to do in my home. Mm. And I, I wanted to avoid that. As soon as I moved in, I wanted to avoid that conflict. But with that, um, I just wasn't able to be myself. So I was happy that that experience happened, cussed them out and haven't spoken to them since. They tried to speak to me the following day and I told them, I just read them off like, you guys are the reason why all this stuff takes place in these neighborhoods. What you did was actually ghetto. You want to deem me ghetto, but how you came outside was ghetto, especially when there's people around the corner popping fireworks till 3 a.m. You would never have done that to them, but you approached me and my family because we are respectful, because we are kind and you wanted to uh, assert your authority mm -hmm. over us. And, um, <clears throat> and more so in front of my children. Yeah. And so I, have, I avoided that conflict by every means and it happened anyway. Yep. But it was freeing. It was freeing because now yeah. I don't give a shit what y'all think. Yeah. If you're going to label me, you're going to label me. I don't have to adhere to your labels. It's an uncomfortable feeling because you think this way of me and my family, but that's not my business anymore. A lot of this stuff. So a white audience member, somebody who's in a predominantly white environment will, will listen to this and think, you know, well, what's, what's the big deal? Like if she was being loud, then they should tell her to be quiet or like whatever. But it's so much bigger than that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you're saying that they, it's like they almost think that they have permission over you in like a condescending way to Absolutely. tell you that they don't like what you're doing. Or you move in instead of like, hey, can we bring you a meal or can we help carry boxes? They're like, are you going to act in a way that is pleasing to us? Yes. And that's, yes. that's so, no. and imagine you having to go through that everywhere you go mm -hmm. and having to be aware of that. And like, almost, mm -hmm. a, I would say like, would you say that, I mean, you probably feel like this, like almost a wall of defense wherever you go. Almost All the time. This. All this, it's a, it's a constant battle. When I, I'm always in a lot of predominantly white spaces, my children and I, we explore Mm -hmm. um, and I'm offered a lot of opportunities. A lot of people look out for my kids and I, and so mm -hmm. my kids have a ton of exposure and like at basketball games, my daughter is on a traveling team. So, you know, we're traveling, we're all out in Rogers and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm always conflicted to pick and choose my battles. My kids go to a school in the suburbs. And even then I have to deal with certain things and certain things I just have to address. Yes. And it's that constant battle, like, oh, do I really want to do this? Do I not? Um, I have to sit with self, gather my thoughts, prepare for the conflict, and to make sure that my message is conveyed effectively. Because if it's not, I'm yeah. the angry Black woman without a purpose. I'm an angry Black woman regardless. But if you don't receive my message, now it's just the angry Black woman regardless, and that, that message fell on deaf ears. Right. There's a whole nother layer where you have to think about <clears throat> the, the receiver's bias and 
and their perception. So you're like, do I come in at almost like a, like, do I have to like tone switch to like try to meet them at their level so that they'll actually mm-hmm. hear what you say? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just imagine the battle. And those are yeah. battles that I don't have to think about. As a woman, I have to think about it. But obviously as a white woman, I don't have to worry about them. About me walking in and them fearing that I'm going to be angry mm-hmm. or loud or aggressive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a ton of white allies, best friends, family members and whatnot. And <clears throat> I've seen how they've been treated in the same settings. And a lot of my allies will advocate for me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I know this may go this way, but let me speak up first. Mm-hmm. And even then I'm appreciative, but it just sucks that that has to be the reality. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, I mean, this is kind of going away from your business. So I want to be able to sh- go back there, but I think this is a super interesting conversation. And like, I think, especially after the death of George Floyd, that mm-hmm. the of George Floyd, a lot of white people who are, who it's like, everybody became exposed and a lot of white mm-hmm. people who wanted to know how to be a helper what yes. is our role here? If we genuinely see the injustice and want to help, what is a good move for white people? Like, how do we get in the way? How do we help move forward? That's a great question. My best friend, Brianna, and I literally just had this conversation not too long ago. Her colleague, um, he was struggling with like microaggressions and whatnot. And he's like, I really just don't come from an ill place. I'm really trying to learn. But the individuals that he was trying to learn from had that defense. Like, it's not my job to teach you. And, and that's okay. It's not our job. However, you've got to find the people in the Black community that are willing to educate. Because it's only so much research you can do on your own, realistically. You have to connect with the people. No, we don't all speak for each other. Um, but we do share the same plight. So do your research. Um, understand the terminology, especially like microaggressions. Like, oh, you went to college? Mm-hmm. That, oh, that gets me every time. Like, all because I'm a single mother does not mean that I'm uneducated, you right. know? Um, or if I didn't go to college, that still does not mean that I'm uneducated. Um, and, or if you see me with three children, doesn't necessarily mean that I, I'm not with their father or I'm not married. And just understanding that language, understanding that you benefit from white privilege and stop trying to relate. Like, oh, I understand. And then, no, I don't need your relatability. Mm-hmm. I need your comprehension. Yeah. I need your acknowledgement to my plight. It will never be the same, you know? Um, and again, going back to finding the people that will help you with whatever you come to the table with, I'm that person. Uh, I hate the term like, oh, you're the token black girl. No, I'm not the token black girl. I just have the benefit of being brought up in Minneapolis and going to these suburb schools and having white friends approach me like, yo, Shanika, I don't, I'm not privy to this. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong in this situation? And if you're willing to learn and you're willing to admit your fault, then I want to be the person to help you with that. Right. Because essentially you become our ally. We need our allies to advocate for us in the rooms that we're not in and the conversations that we're not present for within your homes, within your families. And that's how this racial injustice structure is going to dissolve. Mm-hmm. You know, and you mentioned too, like, we can't just go to our one 
black friend, you know, every white person. Right. Well, I know somebody, so I'm a racist. <laughs> That's <Or>, so true. <laughs> my neighbors, yeah. how dare you tell me I have white friends? Yes. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. And we cannot be that mental drain on the one black person we know. Right. And, it's like, so almost before you even approach the people of color in your life, wouldn't you say like, like read some books, like listen to some podcasts, like listen Google to- is your best friend. Yes. <laughs> and there's other ways to get into black spaces like clubhouse is a great option, joining some Facebook groups that aren't solely for black folks. And it's just like the, the resources are out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They are. So I don't know. What is your business background or like, what is your career background that led you to opening up your own marketing? So like you said, you've noticed that I love to support people. People love all backgrounds. Yeah. Um, I was sitting at work one day at North Memorial, July 1st of 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I can tell them, my other friend, like, Shanetta, I'm not going to work here. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. So she comes back to my cube and she's like, girl, what are you doing? I was like, girl, I started my business. Started my Instagram, created my Facebook. I was so against Facebook. I hadn't been on Facebook in years. So I was like, oh, I hate all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, girl, I need you to teach me how to do, because she's been in business for three years now. And I was like, girl, I need you to teach me how to do my LLC, my EIN. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. Just before you <laughs> jump the gun, get into your business first, then file your business. And then just, just fill it out, fill it out. So after that, I just started creating content. And then I, a cousin of mine, her name's Jasmine, and she kept telling me, like, Nick, you need to get into marketing. Like, you always promote people's stuff. You need to get paid for it. You need to monetize it somehow, some way. You can monetize your passion. And I was like, oh, that don't resonate with me. Me charging people to do what I love. They already need the exposure. They already need help. They can't afford this. And then that day, I was fed up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't keep coming here. I, this many hours out of my life yeah. I miss my kids I miss my home we spend so much money on rent and don't even get to dwell in our dwelling yes. like so, so true. that was the beginning for me and one of my other best friends NATO she was my first client and um, I was like you know what I'm gonna do this for free for three months let me know what you like I want you to be critical uh, I need to figure out my niche. I need to figure out my style. What do I offer people? And that was the beginning. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you get off the ground? So you're in marketing, you help businesses, website, Mm -hmm. branding, logos, website design, logos, you name it. Social media management is my field of expertise. Mm. Uh, Even though I don't like social media, I'm good at it. (laughs) And, And so my best friend challenged me. My best friend, Nato, she challenged me like, look, I don't want to run this. I want to make my wife be and you do this stuff. Otherwise, I'm not going to have a social media presence. And I'm like, man, so many other people operate like that with their businesses. Mm-hmm. And the more I promoted myself, the more exposure that I got, that, you know, with small businesses, word of mouth is everything. And then um, another close friend decided to become a client, then another close friend. And then now I have clients all over I've got a client in North Carolina I've got a client in Florida and I'm like this is great um 
of course I struggle with imposter syndrome. I, I struggle with different levels of imposter syndrome. And as soon as I get over one battle, here comes another one. And it's like, I'm comparing my graphic content to this person, or I'm, I'm comparing my structure or my finance. Man, I'm not super expensive, but I want to be affordable and I don't want to be considered cheap. And it's, it's just a lot, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Wow. And that, the concept of imposter syndrome too, is something that I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it um, affects everyone, male, female, mm-hmm. you know, across the board, but I hear it so often in women where, mm-hmm. where it's almost like women are feeling unworthy of the success or yes. unworthy of attention yes. and then constant comparing and, um, for what? I don't know. Right. Because I think back to my youth and I'm competitive. So yeah. I was in debate. I was the president of student council. So I'm like, where did this come from? Why does it exist? I got to get to the root work of this. because I don't want this in my children. Or if I do identify it in my children whenever they decide to immerse themselves in businesses and whatever activities, I don't want them to second guess their greatness. For sure. Cause, and just like I messaged you the other day, cause you, po- I love that you posted about it. A lot of people aren't so vulnerable. And again, mm-hmm. I just think that's super valuable because other people see that and go, Oh, I'm not alone or whatever. But I just wanted to like shout at you, which I think I wrote in all capital. <laughs> like, you are worthy of this. I needed that. Good. I'm so glad. Um, it's easy to tell other people about it. And then it's funny when it's ourselves, how quickly our tone mm-hmm. will change with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I have a, co- a business coach who tells me, like, talk to yourself how you would a friend. And I could not believe how difficult that was at first. Yes. When those doubts are here. Okay. What would I tell myself if it were a friend? And I'd say, yes, having grace with yourself. Yes. Have grace. Like, just keep going, try again. Or, or like, Hey, you worked really hard and you are worthy of that paycheck or you are worthy of that accolade whatever it may yes and it's like bruh celebrate yourself dang it's okay yes yep and it's not you know there's a there's arrogance but there's also like humble celebration too where you can just that's the other thing uh I don't like to boast I'm I'm definitely a confident person um um full of myself sometimes and it's just so weird how I struggled with being that way in my business Mm -hmm. because I tell myself all day you are so fine Mm -hmm. okay yes you are a dope mom yeah I'm like girl celebrate your business celebrate you and be vocal about it yeah so I'm working on it for sure sometimes I struggle with like okay I want to tell everybody about this accomplishment accomplishment but First, they have to know like where I started so that they know that this is a big deal and that I had to work really hard. Yes. <laughs> whatever it may be. Otherwise, I feel like they won't see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And we're seeking validation in that. That's the other thing too. Like um, sometimes I compare myself to other marketers. I don't know a lot of marketers, mm-hmm. but the few that I, I do pay attention to, I'm like, man, how did you get here? Yeah. Like your content just like mine. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know their journey and I should not compare myself to them because they are not me. Exactly. Totally different styles, probably even different. I mean, who knows different markets. I don't, I don't know, but 
Yeah, and their intellectual property, how they learn what they learn. They deserve to be where they are. I deserve to be where I am. I can't yeah. discredit myself because of that either. And you all have so much to learn from each other. Do you feel, do you have Fact. like a network of people that you can share ideas with and get motivation from? I do. It took me a lot to get there because I don't like to ask for help. Yeah. I also, and it's weird because I'm vulnerable in a lot of aspects of my life. But within my business, I feel like I always have to be on and I always have to be the expert. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Shaniqua, no, mm-hmm. you also need a mentor. You also need a coach. And just saying those words are like, oh, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm Shaniqua. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need help from anybody. I don't want to give credit to someone for how hard I've worked. And then I'm just like, dude, then you're going to be stagnant. Like having those real life conversations with self. Don't you think though, Shaniqua, that like pro ball players or whatever, they have more coaches than rookies. Like they have mm-hmm. all sorts of mm-hmm. people helping them in the gym and in their team sport and all that. So that's what I try to tell myself too. Like I should be able to do this on my own. I'm like, no, even the best players have a ton of support. And yeah, people telling them what to do and how how to move next. So and advice and feedback and all that good stuff. I had an issue with creating a logo for a client. She just wanted to work with me, and I'm like, I really wanted to produce this logo for her. Mm-hmm. And I I'm learning to draw, but I'm not an illustrator mm-hmm. by any means. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was a program called Procreate that can teach you how to draw. Mm. So for me asking some of my other marketing and digital design friends, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And they pointed me in this direction, added me to this group, which led to me three groups later to this Procreate group. And everybody's so affirming. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the drawings I've done are mad ugly. (laughs) Oh man, you came so far. And I'm like, and I'm sharing this with my friends and they're like, well good for you like you reached out to other people outside of your network way outside of your network and look at the results yeah yeah you got to start somewhere and maybe that's something like for any aspiring business owner or somebody who wants to start like you just have to start you can't that's it to be an expert before you get going and even with these interviews or podcasting I'm like Kate don't have to be a pro you don't have to have the best graphics or sound or anything just do it. Just, Just do it. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I receive it. I'm telling you. I actually have a post about that when I started my business. Um, it's one of my earlier posts, but it's mm-hmm. like, just start. I know that's easier said than done, but you got to do it. That's awesome. All right. So who is your audience? Who comes to you? Who do you work with? Uh, small businesses. So I refrain from saying small businesses, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we always group stuff in a box. Growing businesses is the term that I like to use. I love to work with growing businesses, especially because mine is growing. It's me. I just hired another content creator. So I'm excited about that. Cool. Uh, And I'm learning all that. I didn't want to hire anyone until I learned about payroll and bookkeeping. And I went to school for accounting. So I'm like, okay, so you could do this. I did it for my dad and all his businesses. So you can do this for your own stuff. You don't need to, I'm like, girl, you're going to eventually hire an accountant. <laughs> I'm not about to be doing all that. Yeah. But I like to understand all of the aspects of business. So I'm like, girl, you need help. Your business is booming mm-hmm. and everyone wants to work with you. Your, my network is always 
tagging me in posts and people are asking for recommendations. So I'm like, you can't constantly turn away business and also want to provide this lifestyle for yourself and for your kids. So you've got to do something. That's the next challenge. Boom, hire somebody. And then you can understand all that other stuff later. Mm-hmm. and bring to the table what you need to bring to the table. Like, okay, so this is what I can pay you right now. Mm-hmm. We'll eventually start getting you on payroll at this expected date. Uh, this is what I can do. And if mm-hmm. it works for them, it works for them. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Luckily for me, it worked for this person. Good. Oh, that's awesome. So you're growing yourself. And so, I don't know, like, a, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, like a hair salon or a a variety they could come to you and say okay here's my business Mm -hmm. here's my goal I want to be on Mm -hmm. social media you know and I think even I mean I don't know it's fair to say I think that a lot of people in business don't know how to like balance it all and I mean who would no and we don't have to Mm -hmm. we for some reason we place that responsibility over ourselves and I feel like it's because our businesses are our babies We want to know what's going on in every aspect. And it's also a success factor. When we give a piece of our business to somebody, we first have to trust them. And then sometimes, like for me, I feel like it takes away from my success. I didn't do it all by myself. Um, But I've worked with a variety of clients, uh, customized desserts, cold-pressed juice, uh, Vic with uh, Stop Dropping Rolls, Egg Rolls, Mm. Um, Brianna, she has three businesses. Yeah. podcast um hair oil seasonings um waist beads uh beauty salon automotive so i have a variety of clients and i love learning about them all you know if you know a little bit about everything you don't have to be the expert in everything right. you can kind of come in and save their like because i mean you can want to be start a business but actually but hate social media or um be a terrible artist and then you can say don't worry I gotcha so mm-hmm. I don't know and then do you take care of people's social media presence for them or mm-hmm. do they kind of contract you for that how yeah. does that work I have so many different packages okay every client needs something different every client has a different desire or need and so essentially I like to have you know my consultation just to identify what your need is mm-hmm. what are you struggling with the most because it's always highlight your strengths and then contract someone for your weaknesses. Yeah. That way you can focus on flourishing and you don't have to keep on having this self-shame and dwelling in that yeah. stuff. Um, so for instance, I had two clients that just needed me to create content. They didn't want me to manage their social media. They had that down pat. I can post consistently and I love to be the face of my brand, but I just need you to help me with my content. Um, one of my other clients was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to run my social media at all. Okay. The thing is, I'm like, you handle your messages because I have no idea yeah. <laughs> what all you offer and all that good stuff. I just create the content. You do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another client is like, I want you to run my entire social media. I'll get you the prices and stuff. Uh, I need you to answer my messages. I need you to respond back to the comments. If it's something that I need to respond to, please just let me know. Um, I just I have to make sure that my clients know like, I'm not your personal assistant. Yeah, I'm not going to get your dry cleaning. Yeah, know the difference between social media management, mm-hmm. content creation, brand, logo design, all that good stuff. But for the most part, I help with everything when it comes to social media, Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram mm-hmm. ads, website design, helping you understand the analytics of your foot traffic on your website and analytics from your social media and how that all plays a part in 
people being exposed to you and your brand. Mm. And that's like such a foreign language to so many people and you speak it so well. So that's Thank exciting. You. Would you say that you're kind of always open to new clients? And customers? Oh yeah. Yeah. You have, you have- I have had a client ask me, can you do this? And I was like, yep. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> awesome. And then I talked to another client about that. I'm like, do you ever have this moment? He's like, yeah. The client asked me, can I make this kind of cake? I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I learned how to make it. Awesome. And that's just how I am. Yeah. If I if I accept that and in turn I can't do it or I struggle, I hate the word can't. If I struggle with doing it, I'm going to learn eventually. I will refer you to someone else that I know in my network. Yeah. What's your website? Okay. What's your social? I'm on Instagram, Miss Sneak Marketing. I'm on Facebook, Miss Sneak Marketing 2020. They won't let me change my username. Mm. This is whack, but that's where I'm at. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook, Shaniqua Everest. I try to post different stuff across all my social media platforms so you could get a feel of who I am. Um, my Instagram is transitioning a little bit. I want to invite people more into my life as like a mother. Facebook, you get all of that because mm-hmm. it's just so easy for me. But I, I really want to make that transition on Instagram. But I also want to make it easy for you to find the information that you need. Uh, I'm designing my website right now. My mm-hmm. goal was to publish it on Sunday. But okay. I'm a perfectionist. So it's not done yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it should be done within the next couple of weeks. That's awesome. You just got to do it. Remember? <laughs> yes, I know. I know it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. Well, maybe I'll even wait on this to um, put this out until you have it up and running. That way I can direct people there. That'd be good. That works. That oh. works. Awesome. And see, and that's challenging me. See? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Two weeks. <laughs> All right. I got it. You can do it. Now I'm really working against the clock. Well, I probably I probably just live a few miles north of you. I'd love to connect sometime. Let's um, do it. We'll do it. I, I love to eat. You love to eat? Is yeah. that what you said? Or you'd mm-hmm. love to meet? I love to eat. Eating so is my language. <laughs> I'm lying too, so let's go. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with food. I love food. Man, I know so many places to go. I love trying new places. I love to eat. Okay. Did she just say eat? (laughs) (laughs) Your antenna went up. Eat? Like, my my soulmate? What? (laughs)